Welcome to another episode of The Inquisitive Analyst. I'm your host, Marcus Utikang. It's the show where we chat about business analysis and project management issues and the challenges and triumphs within those fields. It's inspiring, informative, and like I, or I like to say, very much inquisitive. And as you know, I often have guests on my show that are on the periphery of project management and business analysis like Toastmasters. So today, my guest is an entrepreneur, executive coach, and trainer. She's also a business and personal coach, and she's been heavily involved with Toastmasters in various roles from past international director to president-elect. As current president of Toastmasters International, she is on a quest to inspire people to step into their full potential. So please help me welcome to today's show, Joining us all the way from Delta, British Columbia, Canada, Margaret Page. Welcome, Margaret. It's a delight to be here, Marcus. Well, I appreciate it. It's definitely an, an honor. Now, I thought I'd start off by asking how and when did you initially get involved with Toastmasters? I joined Toastmasters in 2003. A, a couple of years earlier, I had been invited to speak at a conference in Las Vegas, Nevada for an audience of 1700. I had a very successful franchise and uh, was highest ranked in the Southwest uh, corner of the USA and invited to speak. And I could not even begin to imagine how to do that. I said no, but when I showed up at the event with my managers, the person whose stores came second to ours being number one, went up on stage. And when the managers all looked at him up there and looked at me, I uh, was pretty ashamed that I was not able to share their story. It was just beyond anything I could imagine at that particular time. And so as soon as the opportunity arose and I figured it out and had the courage to walk through my first uh, door of my first Toastmasters club, it still took a couple of years, but finally, finally got there. And that was 2003. So it wasn't that long ago. Fantastic. <laughs> now, how does it really take a village to raise a Toastmasters <laughs> international president? Sure. Well, it, it does take some time. You have to be eligible, first of all, to serve in various roles. You have to serve as a division director or an area director before you can serve on the district trio. You need to serve in some capacities there. Then you can are eligible to serve as an international director. And uh, you serve for two years in that role. And then you become eligible to run for second vice president. And uh, so it's been a long journey along the way because you're, you keep growing your circle of influence. You start out in your club and your area, division, district, region, and then go on as you continue to grow and learn and explore and find out other people's hopes, dreams, 
and challenges. And so there's people around the world that have supported my in my growth that were my colleagues that grew the same time we were experiencing the same thing at the same time. And we learned together, we grew together. And then there were those that had, had already been in the roles that I had been in. And I was eager to learn from them. So I would reach out and ask them to mentor me, to support me. And, uh, and they did. And sometimes I didn't ask them, but they, they felt uh, there was some way that I could learn and grow. And hopefully I've always been open to that growth. So I have to say no one gets to be at uh, a president of a not-for-profit international organization without a lot of support and help, not only in Toastmasters, but beyond as well. As you know, um, everything nowadays is teamwork, right? Teamwork and uh, every step of the way, we learn how to work in groups, collaborate, teamwork. And uh, there's those that are eager to push you forward and help support you. Yeah, mentoring is definitely uh, high on the list of important attributes, I think, and skills that one can learn at Toastmasters and especially informal mentoring. Um, Now, Toastmasters really does provide itself uh, sorry, prides itself on transformative mentoring. So what yeah. type of transformative mentoring have you experienced at Toastmasters? Well, mentoring where people really believe in you and uh, and support you in that, in that growth and belief. So from my first experiences stepping up into leadership, there were people that believed in me even before I believed in myself. And I'll give you a couple examples. Faye Murray from British Columbia, she was the conference chair. She had invited me to do a keynote speech and I thought, oh no, she's asking me to do an education session. And uh, and so she supported me in my belief. She believed that I could do something before I believed. But also when you get on to the executive committee of Toastmasters, the, you're mentored by the outgoing president or the immediate past president. And uh, when I came on as second vice president, one of the, in our first conversation together, past international president, Balraj Aruna Salam, he said, uh, we're going to make you the best president that Toastmasters has ever had. And that made me think of mentoring totally differently from that point of view, from that point in time, I mean, because up to that point of time, I always considered mentoring to bring somebody up beside you, to share your wisdom of what you knew in that particular role, bring them up beside you. But what Balraj was saying was, I'm going to push you beyond what I did. I want you to be capable of more. I want you to serve the organization even better than I did. So that expanded my thinking about what a mentor could do and uh, what a mentor was capable of. But had I not had the mentorship to help me believe and to also point out, you know, when perhaps I was heading in the wrong direction or um, here's an idea, did you think about this? And of course, it's uh, always been expanding my thinking. So that's what where I see mentorship is providing so valuable is the belief and the support, but also um, helping uh, head you in the right direction sometimes when you may not even know that direction is is open. Mm-hmm. Now, you did mention leadership, and obviously leadership is about 
making a difference and positively really impacting the lives within your circles of influence. So what, what, um, what else do you see leadership uh, encompassing? Well, I, I think leadership has two components. There's the results and the relationships. So we're responsible for both things. And as I described the other day on the, the podcast that you were on, or the webinar rather, is those big pieces. We have those big pieces that we're responsible in leadership, which is about vision and strategy and decision-making, innovation, all those big oversight you know, making sure that uh, everyone's held accountable for their actions. So those are all sort of the results of it. But equally as important is the relationships. And sometimes we get so wrapped up into the, the big things that we forget about the others. And so many of the books are written about vision and innovation and all all those big components, accountability, the oversight, and um, not always a lot on the relationships, but they're absolutely key and critical. And those are one-on-ones. I'm not talking about speaking to an audience of a thousand or 1700. That's about building relationships. No, <laughs> that's not about building relationships. That's about sharing the vision or, 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 you know, whatever it is, the, the innovation or, or that aspect, but it's about that one-on-one and really hearing those people that you're accountable for, hearing what they're saying and listening to them, those people that are actually serving in those roles and doing whatever capacity it is. And I think um, corporate in North America, they've certainly realized that they need to be more focused on the individuals that they're caring for, more empathetic for, um, for staff and um, more gracious to, to thank those people and just have those one-on-one conversations. So important relationship building. Yeah, relationships are definitely key to succeeding in many different uh, avenues of life. How can, how can Toastmasters really help us build better relationships, say with employees or employers or family or even the community at large? Sure, well, one of the things that I learned because it, Toastmasters is an education opportunity and, and not everyone is raising their hand for that education opportunity. When I were, was growing my businesses, you can always hire somebody to do it. You know, if you're willing to pay the price, you can have somebody do it and you can fire people. Well, when you're working for a not-for-profit, you can't do those things. So you have to be a better communicator. You have to be able to build those relationships. And um, Toastmasters, I like to think that we're a people optimizer, that we bring out the best in people. And the way we do that is, first of all, understand what is your goal? Why did you come to Toastmasters? Why did you walk through the door? And then my job as a leader is to help you reach your goals and then go beyond just like Balraj Aruna Salam did to push me beyond what I thought I was capable of. And so, but first of all, understand your goals and meet you in your model of the world, not try to adapt you to my model of the world, but 
um, understand your model of the world and support you. Go to your bus stop, pick you up at your bus stop, and then take you where you want to go. That's our job as leaders and also as Toastmasters. Mm -hmm. Splendid. Now, any tips on how we can refine our presentation skills, our presentation potential within Toastmasters? I think we're just discovering this virtual environment and what works best. When we saw this year's world champions, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch them, Marcus, but they really pushed the boundaries of what's happening in this virtual space. They were doing things that professional speakers have yet to discover and uncover. And, uh, I, I think it's a new arena, although it's been here for 18, even be, you know, for the last 10 years, there's been satellite stations that people have um, videoed in staff for. So we've had this space, this virtual space for a long time, but we're just beginning to polish off the rough edges and how we can be more impactful here. And I think the bridge to cross here is how do you can connect, not just in the space, but connect emotion-wise. And that's the big leap to virtual. And some people aren't even willing to explore that. If you're showing up for meetings and you have your video turned off, I, I think you're doing yourself a disservice because this is a muscle that needs to be built on how you can connect with the individuals while looking at a little green dot and still feeling that person. You may not be able to see everything that they're um, reflecting on their face, but we need to go deeper then. We need to energetically feel people and have them feel us in new ways that we didn't have to before when we were on the on the on-site stage or platform because it comes across so much more, so much easier. So new skills to build. Yeah, that is interesting. It certainly has been some ups and downs for clubs transitioning to online or mm -hmm. actually anyone, you know, people who worked in the office now they have to work online and how do you adapt to that? So certainly Toastmasters can help with that aspect as well. Mm -hmm. Now, Many people join Toastmasters to find their voice. What are your recommendations for those joining Toastmasters for the first time? I mean, where should they start? Well, first of all, as I suggested, when, when we as leaders have someone that we're responsible for, we need to know and understand their goals. However, if you've come into a Toastmaster Club or any other experience, you need to share. I'm here for this reason. I'm here and because this is your opportunity to grow and find your own voice and then express your desire for a mentor. I really need a mentor that can meet with me on these days. I need a mentor that you know, not someone exactly like you, because you've probably already got skills in that area, but ask for somebody that's not like you, so you can grow in that particular way, and then do the work, <laughs> go through the Pathways program, follow the Yellow Brick Road, and, uh, and you'll get to Oz, so do follow the paths 
So state what you came for, get a great mentor, work the program. If you do those things, you'll be successful. Don't be afraid to explore and try. If you see someone in some other part of the world that did something, Toastmasters is your safe haven, your playground. You know, attempt to do whatever it is. If it doesn't work, polish off. Try and get feedback. Try again. Try, try again. Yeah, yeah, with the 11, 11 paths in the Pathway program at Toastmasters, I'd highly recommend for most people that join, I'd say at least try to complete one. You, If you want to do the DTM, you need at least two paths. But I'd say if you want to have more, go for it. Do two <laughs> or three or four or five if you want to. So. Absolutely. And there's people that have done all 11. They're waiting for next paths to, to, to be uh, unfolded. Oh, they can, yeah, they can start to redo some of the other ones. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now on a personal note, we chatted and apparently you, well, you told me, yes, you come from Calgary, which is the city that I live in and you have a history with Stampede. And I was just uh, going to ask you, maybe you can talk a bit about your history with, with horse racing. We chatted a bit about that earlier. Sure. So my brother, when we were teenagers, he ended up purchasing a horse. My dad helped him purchase a horse and we thought it was going to be a riding horse. Turned out not to be a riding horse, turned out to be a race horse. And so they began to get involved with horses. I was terrified of horses, particularly thoroughbred race horses, because they're very tall. It wasn't until later on in life that I actually ended up having a horse breeding farm and I raised yearlings, sold yearlings, raced horses, had some success, also had some had some failures at horse racing. But it was an exciting time and my brother's still involved. My dad absolutely loved horses and his biggest thrill was in the morning when he would let the horses out, the the mares and the foals, and they would run around the field kicking up their legs and heels. And he loved nothing better than than to watch horses um, in their natural state like that, in their majesty. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I've never had any history of horse racing, although I've done some horse riding many, many years ago and haven't gotten back to it. But uh, it's inspiring stories like these that make one want to just get back on a horse again. (laughs) Splendid. Now, I was going to ask about your necklace. You've got this beautiful medallion necklace and two pins on your lapel. Maybe you can explain to us what those are about. Sure. So this necklace, uh, Toastmasters has a four core values um, medallion or coin. We call it the four core values coin. So it has our four core values, integrity, respect, service, and excellence on there, and which is our GPS, uh, what we do uh, in all situations. And on the other side, it's the Toastmaster emblem. So these coins were given out around the globe and uh, are still available. Leaders would tend to give them out to people as they saw leadership unfolding or simply because you were there in the room when they delivered a presentation. I turned mine into a necklace when I ran for second vice president uh, because of a suggestion from a Toastmaster that I was working with, who was an image consultant who suggested 
I needed a statement piece. <laughs> so when we went shopping for it, I thought, oh, those pieces don't mean anything to me. And it occurred to me several days later when I was at home, saw the coins. Now that's something I would wear. And because of the size of it, I thought I can't make an, a bracelet out of it, but I will make a necklace out of it. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I'm asked about it all over the world. I'm asked about it. And there are some available at toastmasters.org that are very similar. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, go to the shop on toastmasters.org. Well, I, it definitely resembles the sign of excellence, no doubt. And the two, the two other pins that you've got, what are those about? Sure. This is a leadership pin or a pin, a toastmasters.org pin. We wear it over our, our heart on our left side. And uh, club officers receive a, uh, can get a pin or you can get a Toastmasters pin. This one is a president's pin and, of course, are limited to the presidents around the world. They're currently still alive, 32 past presidents. And, uh, and it has a small stone in it, so a little... Um, acknowledgement from for our service as leaders. It reminds me, the meaning for me is about we owe it to those who came before us to leave the organization in better shape than we found it because um, they left it for us to grow and learn and we need to leave it to others. Mm -hmm. So they have the opportunity to grow and learn. And this is a pin that I earned for contributions to the Smedley Fund. We have Smedley Fund, it's a fund where or if you've, some um, problem you've occurred um, wherever you are in your Toastmaster Club because of a hurricane, for instance, or war, or whatever the case may be, you can apply for support through the Smedley Fund. And so all donations are recognized. And when you hit a certain dollar threshold, you get this pin and, and there's different thresholds and different pins that you earn. Thanks well, for asking. Oh, well, you're welcome. Ralph Smedley is a proud founder of Toastmasters and I'm sure he, he if he were alive today, I'm sure he would just be astounded at where Toastmasters has come compared to 97 years ago when he started it. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think it would. Be, he was only 27 when he first conceived of the idea, and when it finally took off was uh, a few years later when he was 46. So there was that 19-year gap in between. So I often like to say we were forged from tenacity and from innovation because his model of how adults learned was very innovative at the time mm. and were shunned by some academics. But of course, now we know this is how adults learn best, experientially, spaced repetition, dopamine hits, all the things that we've learned since in the last 10, 15 years, thanks to fMRIs and study of adult learning um, are what we do at Toastmasters. We've done them for 97 years. I feel like I've been injected with dopamine just interviewing you. So that's good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll take that as a nice compliment. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> now I was going to ask if anyone out there wants to get in touch with you, how can they do so, Margaret? Sure. They can contact me at interpresident. So I-N-T-E-R for international, but it's interpresident at toastmasters.org. 
if they send an email there, it'll come into my box and I will respond. Thanks for that question. Oh, you're welcome. I want to thank you for being a guest on this show. I'm quite ecstatic and happy and glad that you got to join us on this show. So thank you very much. Well, I'm delighted you asked. Thank you for spending Sunday morning with me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks, Marcus. You're very welcome. And I'm going to wish you a wonderful and happy day in Delta, British Columbia. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. Take care. Bye now. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. The Lewis Institute provides an enterprise project management program that does more than just train PMs. It helps support them from the CEO level on down. These courses help certify project leaders and prepare them to pass the PMP exam. The Business Agility Institute provides Emergence, the Journal of Business Agility. This quarterly publication brings you inspiring stories from the most innovative companies. Use the promo code ANALYST to get a 10% discount on your annual subscription. Thanks, thanks, thanks,